You are listening to Haftorah, the Shir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavuah and its corresponding Haftorah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, you are catching us at a very ambitious time in the database. That is because it is Erev Pesach at the moment of this recording, and we are trying to do a Haftorah mini-marathon to see if we can get all of the Haftorahs for the first days in before Pesach. We'll see what we can do. Otherwise, we'll fill in and we'll be mashlem on Cholamoed. In the previous year, we covered the Haftarah for the first day of Pesach, the Haftarah taken from Sefer Yeshua. And today we will look at the Haftarah for the second day of Pesach, for those of us in Galas, which comes to us from Sefer Malachim Beis, beginning with uh, Parak Chav Gimel. Um, parak 23, starting from the very beginning of the Parak, Pasuk Aleph, it goes all the way to Pasuk Tess, and then, then the Haftarah jumps to Pasuk Chaf Aleph, and then goes to Chaf Hay. So it's Parak Chaf Gimel, and it's 1 to 9, and then it goes 21 to 25. Not the first time that we've had a Haftarah jumping and skipping Pasukim for the purposes of concluding on the right scene and note that it wants to. And it is also not the first time that we are looking at Malachim Beis. We've had it uh, several times in the past in our archives of Haftarah Shirim. The last time we saw Malachim Beis was for the Haftarah for Parshas Shkalim. A majority of the Haftarahs from the Mishkan series came from Malachim Aleph. The very first Haftarah that we saw for Malachim Beis was the Haftarah for Parshas Vayera, the story of Elisha, the stories of Elisha. But today we jump to an entirely different story, the story of Yoshi HaMelech. And before we get there, I wanted to just mention a couple of points that we didn't mention in the previous shir, the Haftarah shir covering Yehoshua in the first day of Pesach. Um, something that I thought was just very interesting and beautiful is that we find that when the Malach encounters Yehoshua, a scene which uh, Chazal talk about different faults of Yehoshua, not for now, but the point that I wanted to reference is the fact that the Navi tells us that Vacharbo Shlufa Biyodo, that the sword was in the hand of the Malach. I think that this is a beautiful also a hashlama to the previous generation, where if you look in our Haggadah, we talk about the Zeroa Natsuya, the outstretched arm, which the Haggadah tells us is a reference to what? It says it's a reference to the Cherev. And it references the Charbo Shlufa, not in the time of Yehoshua, but in the time of David Hamelach. Um, during that, the, the plague that affected many people of Kleinstrom when David and Melch tried to count them, and when David was, um, was purchasing the land upon which he can build the base of Migdash, eventually Bezras Hashem, or at least that Shlomo Melch can build it. So there, the Navi references a cherev and refers to it as Natuya, as outstretched. And so the, the Haggadah learns out that Zerah Natuya, the outstretched arm of Hashem, is a reference to the sword. And many Mepharshim on the Haggadah are bothered trying to figure out what exactly is the outstretched arm, the sword, that we find in the story of Pesach. There doesn't seem to be any. And so the, the, the Mepharshim give different answers. If you look in, uh, for example, the Torah Shleim Haggadah, they give several answers. Whether it's reference to the civil war that the Medrash talks about that took place between the Bechorim, the, the firstborns of Mitzrayim and the rest of Mitzrayim, um, which was done through the sword. Um, when the Bechorim wanted to let the Bnei Israel out because they didn't want to die. Some of them say it's a reference to the sword that Moshe Benu warns Paro about in the beginning. He says, Maybe if we don't, if you don't send us out, Hashem is going to send um, a Dever, a plague, and a Cherev, a sword against us. Um, and that Cherev was, was an early part of the story. However, if you look at the Haftarah from Yehoshua as a completion of the, of the mission of, of, of sorts, of the first generation, we have the reference to the sword, and that sword is, um, again, continuing 
um, the sword of the Malach that's going to continue to fight for Klal Yisrael is an extension of the Yad Hashem from the story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. It extended all the way until their conquest of Eretz Yisrael. And we should see that Yad Hashem, that, that not just the Yad Hashem, but the Yisrael and the of Hashem, um, see how far it can go in our generation, how Hashem will continue to fight for us even now. Uh, but that is one reference that I wanted to make. The other reference that I wanted to make is to the fact that we mentioned that Yehoshua, the Haftar that we saw, jumped from several prakim from the beginning of Yehoshua. And it doesn't necessarily cover everything that Yehoshua does that, that, that features great references to the Pesach story. I think it's a little bit chaval that this part did not make it into the Haftarah. But if you look in Parag Dalid, right, the Haftarah for Yehoshua began in Parag Gimel, and it jumped ahead to later Prakim, uh, particularly it jumped to Parag uh, to, to Hey and Vav. It skips over Parag Dalid, which um, uh, references the actual story of the crossing of the Yardin, and obviously the Haftarah would have been way too long to have the entire story, but something that I thought was beautiful that you find there is that when Yehoshua has them crossing, we find a beautiful Haggadah shout-out when Yehoshua tells them to carry um, 12 stones upon which they're going to write the Torah, and he says in, in uh, Parag Dalad Pasuk Vav, zos os in order that this should be a sign among, in your midst. Because you know what's going to happen in the uh, next generation? Your children are going to ask you tomorrow, lay more saying, I almost had my slip uh, reading exactly as it says in Haggadah. Um, in, in the Navi it says, What are these stones to you? And you shall say to them, Because the Ardain was cut for us because of the Bris Hashem. Um, it sounds almost like the question of the of the Russia. And he says, well, why do you care so much about these stones? And we say, did you know that, that the, because of, of, of the crossing of the, the stones are a reminder of the fact that the, that the, the, the Yardane stopped for the Aron? Because a person might look at the stones and say, and see the Torah that's written on the stones, right? You'll see the Torah and you'll say, oh, big deal, you have stones with words on it. And we say, no, the Torah that's fulfilled, that's written in these stones, the fulfillment of that Torah was the Aron before whom the Yardane jumped back Right, and just like the Russia who says, "Oh, why is the avoda so important?" We say, "If you were there, you wouldn't have been redeemed because it was because of the avoda that we survived." So it was because of the Torah written on these stones and the aron habris, the Torah within it. That is why the Arden as well uh, moved away for us. So I just wanted to highlight this very interesting point that if you look at the jumping around in Yehoshua as a way of kind of like splicing up the story to make it that we get some of the important points of Pesach there. I just didn't want that point to get lost. We could perhaps assume that if we start from the beginning of Parak Gimel and Yoshua and go to, um, to Vav and Yoshua, that Parak Dalit, even though it's not in the Haftarah, perhaps we can uh, uh, look at it as an ellipsis and really everything that's in there belongs in that first Haftarah as well. And as long as we are considering this intro to Pesach as a mini-marathon for the Haftaris of Pesach, so allow us to include that in the beginning of this particular shir, which once again is on a completely different story. So as we segue to the actual Haftarah for the second day of Pesach, which again is from Sefer Malachim, I want to dedicate the shir, and now we try to figure out what um, next step 
did our Masora for those who chose that this Haftarah be read at, the, at this particular time, the second day of Pesach, what um, are we supposed to be seeing? How does this continue our mission in the beginning of Pesach? So, um, the Navi begins this Haftarah of Aishlach HaMelech that the king sends, and this is King Yoshiahu. And he's not, his name is not mentioned here um, at this point. And he gathers them all together. And what happens is they end up going to the base on Migdash. And this is at, um, actually a not such a good time for Klal Yisrael. This is Yoshiahu. And if you know the, who Yoshiahu was, he was the son of Menashe. Now, Menashe was one of the most wicked kings of Yehuda. And he was the son of one of the illustrious, amazing kings, Chizkiah. So Chizkiah was great, Menashe was not. And then Yoshio comes after the terrible uprising of Avodah Zarah uh, that, that took place in the time of Menashe. After an incredible reign by Menashe's father, Chizkiah, and Menashe dropped the ball um, with, with Avodah Zarah. And then we wake up in the next generation with Yoshio. And what does Yoshio do? So... The, the Navi tells us that, that Yoshio stood upon an Amud, he stood upon a, a platform, and he, he forged a covenant, the Fnei Hashem, to do what? To go after Hashem, to follow him, to guard the mitzvahs. Referencing all the different kinds of mitzvahs kind of reminds me, we jump from the Rasha, from the Haggadah, which we just referenced in Yehoshua. We jump from him to the, to the Chacham, who wants to keep all of the mitzvahs, the, the, the mitzvahs, the Eidos, the Chukos, and so on and so forth. So, Yoshio is uh, now marking a return to Klai Yisrael. And in that vein, He commands Chilikio, who is the Kohen Gadol, and all of the Kohenim who are with him, to do what? Um, skipping a little bit. To bring out of the base of Mikdash, to, t- to remove all of the Kalim that were used for Baal and Asherah, different forms of Avodah Zarah. And I'm skipping a little bit more. But to vayisr fame to burn them, and so on and so forth. So what is what is um, Yoshio doing? He is purging the Beis Hamikdash of all of the avodah zara that was brought in there Rachmanelitzlan by Menashe his father. What does not make it to this haftarah is the backstory of how Yoshio, who eventually did, he did a teshuva, when he realized that. There was once upon a time a Torah written by Hashem which delineates his Ratzon and Yoshio, growing up in the time of, of, of Menashe, he had no idea that Avodah Zarah was not the proper path, but the proper path was Ratzon Hashem in the Torah. And it was only when Chilukio HaKohen, um, the Kohen Gadol, found the Sefer Torah um, the, from the time of Moshe Rabbeinu that, 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 that Yoshio realized that, that he had been living a lie. And Yoshio cried, and when the, especially when the Sefer Torah was, was opened up to the Tochacha, and that inspired Yoshiohu to begin this incredible movement, movement of Teshuvah, right? a Baal Teshuvah movement. And perhaps like many of today's Baal Teshuvah, we could perhaps consider Yoshio a Tinok Shanishba, right? not someone who went off the Darach and then came back, but someone who started off the Darach, wasn't really his fault, but now, when things were put, when the ball was in his court, he made a decision about how he wanted to live his life. 
And as the Melech of Klal Yisrael, the Melech of Yehuda, he decided he was going to start by removing all of the Avodah Zarah. So far, we have not yet touched upon the explicit connection to Pesach, but we'll, we'll go a little bit further to see exactly where that comes in. But they destroyed all of the high places, the Bamos, um, upon which the Avodah Zarahs were served. Um, he got rid of all of the Kamarim, the priests for the Avodah Zarah. The Navi tells us that all of those who were Makatrim, those who were, they, they offered incenses to Baal, to the Shemesh, and the Erech, the son of the moon, and to all of the, the, the constellations. Right? We know that Avodah Zarah is also referred to as Avodah Mazelos, the worship of the sun, the moon, and the stars. So Yoshio dismissed all of them, and then Avi continues to tell us about this incredible expunging of the Avodah Zarah, the destruction of, of the, the alternative temples to the Avodah Zarah, and then we get to our first explicit staggering connection to Pesach when the Navi tells us, Ach lo yalu habamos el Hashem Yerushalayim. He did not have the Kohanei Bamos, the priests, really the Kohanim, who worshipped and served Karbanos on the Bamos, on the high places, particularly to the Avodah Zarah. These were Kohanim at birth, like real-life Kohanim. However, they had engaged in the Avodah Zarah, so they did not get to offer on the Mizbeach Hashem in Yerushalayim. But among their brothers, they did eat matzah, the icon, the main food of Pesach. And from there, we get to our first major jump to the next piece of the Haftarah, which talks about Pesach explicitly, besides for the shout-out and the matzos. But we have Vayitzav HaMelchus Kolam Lemor, and the king, um, um, uh, he commanded all of the people, saying, Asu Pesach Hashem. now let's make a Pesach. Let's do carbon Pesach, Elokeichem of your God. That which is written in this Sefer Torah, which I am so excited to now have in my hands. Because such a Pesach was not done since the days of the Shoftim, that judged Israel, and all the days of the kings of Israel, Umalche Yehuda. But finally here, in the 18th year of the Melech of Yoshiahu, and finally we get his name here in the for the first time, Pesach was done in Yerushalayim. Meanwhile, all the Avodah Zarah and the Kishof says the Navi Vagamis Ha'ovos Vesedonim Oven Yedoni, the practices which involve communication with the dead, perhaps another reference, um, a shout-out to Mitzrayim, where they tried to connect to the dead by, uh, by, by um, you know, we have necromancy. And the other kinds of idols. Remove them. Right? Like Be'or Chametz. That at the moment of this recording, we're going to be doing this morning. In order to uphold the Torah, that which found, and we do not find any king that returned to Hashem the way Yoshua did. Shoutouts to Shema, right? Like all of the Torah of Moshe, and afterwards no one came up, no one stood up that was quite like him. A shout out to Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of his life. We said, Lokam Kamosha, and in a similar vein of all of the kings, Lokam Kiyoshiyahu. 
and perhaps we start to see connections just a little bit to our previous Haftar from Yehoshua, where we said the theme was this is the Haftar from Yehoshua took us to the very next generation, the very next time the Karim Pesach was offered. And now we jump ahead to a time where Klaisra was spiritually downtrodden because the Torah was barely in sight, if at all, in sight of the Bnei Israel. Avodah was the main thing. And we wonder, why do we have this piece of Navi being featured as a Haftarah? You'll say, well, the connection's obvious. They offered a carbon Pesach, just like in the previous Haftarah where a carbon Pesach was offered after a long time of it not being offered. And now we have this Haftarah. Once again, the carbon Pesach being offered after a long time of it not being offered. But why do we need the, origi- the, the early pieces of the Haftarah that revolve around the Navi, uh, that revolve around the Avodah Zarah, that the Melech Yoshio had to purge from the Beis HaMikdash. And the answer, if you think about the story of Pesach, is really obvious and really answers another question of why in our Haggadah do we begin the Sipur, according to one opinion at least, right? This is Machlokas, Rav, and Shmuel. Where do you start? Do you start with Avadim Hayinu? Or do you start with Mitzchila, Avoseinu, Avdevot Right? That our fathers started as Avdevot and we quote Sukkim from Yehoshua, the Sefer, which we had as our Haftorah last time, to show us that really in the times of Avram Avinu, right, perhaps Avram himself, before he found his way, was also an Oved Right, until, as the Medrash tells us, he found his way, he saw on his own that Akash Baruch was the ruler and the creator and the master of the universe. And of course, Avram Avinu destroyed all of the Avod of Terach, his father, the Avodazara merchant, and now things start to come together. Because, of course, the story of Pesach does not just begin with us as physical slaves, but if you understand, if you truly understand the Pesach story, you realize that it begins from the time that we were of the Avodazara, not just in the time of Avram Avinu, who found Hashem on his own, but in the time of Pesach itself, right? We were of the Avodazara, so much so that the Malachim at the Yamsuf, the, 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 uh, we're not sure, as the Medrash tells us, Halalu of Devodazar, Halalu of Devodazar. Whom do we target? The Mitzrayim, the, the Egyptians, they were of Devodazar, but so were Kla Israel. They couldn't even tell the difference between us and the, and the Mitzrayim. And that is why the Karban Pesach, in and of itself, needed to be done exactly that way. Some of the Mepharshim tell us, and Rav Nachum Kasher quotes them, I believe the Rashbates is one of the ones that he quotes, that says, uh, that why do we start with Mitzchil HaYov Devarazara Avasenu? This is almost a response to the Russia that we that we that we highlighted, who says why do you need the Savoda? And we say, did you realize that Rishayim like you who didn't serve Hashem but they served idols, they weren't saved, and it took Karban Pesach being done in the very pristine way that it was done, the slap in the face to the Avodazara of the Mitzrayim of 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 Mitzrayim of Paro who worshipped the domesticated animals, the Yad Chazaka, the Chozek Yad, says our Haggadah's reference to Dever, which struck the, the domesticated animals of Mitzrayim. We don't think of Dever as being such an impressive plague, but when the Mitzrayim saw that their gods were being stricken, that made an impression, because these were the, these were the idols that they worshipped. And the Karban Pesach, in and of itself, is that Dever being replayed when we slaughter that carbon, we slaughter that Egyptian god, and we put his blood on the doorway, saying, we are not on board with this. So of course, when Yoshiahu does the same thing that Avraham did, on his own, he had to be a Baal Shuvah, 
and, 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 and realize, oh my gosh, there is a God in this world. There is one God only, and we worship him, not the Egyptian gods, not the sun, the moon, and the stars, like many in the times of Avram Ravinu thought. And even Avram himself originally had a Havamina to serve the sun and then the moon until he realized that there's one creator of all of them. So in the very same vein, Yoshiohu is Mivair. He does a bior of the chametz of his time, the eight Sahara, and in that case, the Avodazara. That's what we try to expunge in our time by removing the chametz, right? Which is the eight Sahara. It is the Avodazara um, in, in a certain respect, and the many foreign ideologies that we try to remove in our current Pesach, in our current fulfillment of Pesach. So that is what Yoshiahu did when he removed all the Avodah And that led to the brand new Pesach that took place in his time. And it reminds us that which not only means that we have to see ourselves that we left, but that means that we have an Achrai, it's a responsibility in our own generation to do what we can to remove not just ourselves from Mitzrayim, but as the Bali Musar say, the Mitzrayim from within ourselves, the Yitzias Mitzrayim, the, the Egyptian from within us. And when Moshe Rabbeinu struck the Mitzri inside himself, right, he didn't just strike the Egyptian when he killed him, but the, the Egyptian part of himself he was removing. And in the same vein, we have to do the same things, the same thing for ourselves when we are in Galus. We have one Haftar from Yahushua that says, Oh my gosh, a carbon Pesach that hasn't been offered in a very long time. And then we get another Haftar, Yoshiohu, who says, Oh my gosh, a carbon Pesach that hasn't been offered in such a long time. And even when they had the Beis Amigdash, he gives us a sense of perhaps Chizok, that maybe when we get to say Chasal Sidr Pesach this time, maybe, just maybe, we can offer the actual carbon Pesach. And we don't give up hope that maybe in the future we will remove all of the Avodah Zarah, the modern-day Avodah Zarahs from our midst, and to be able to offer the carbon Pesach once again. And just like Yehoshua took us from one generation to the next, it goes from Moshe into Yehoshua, and Yehoshua was respected as a leader just like Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Navi testifies that, now the Navi testifies in the times of Yoshiahu that just like in the times of Moshe, there was no one like Moshe, there was no one either like Yoshiahu, no one who followed the Torah of Moshe. We say in the Haftarah for Shabbos, Moshe, don't forget the Torah of Moshe. What is Pesach about, if not about the Messorah being transmitted from generation to generation, the Vigada to Levincha, and it takes place in so many different forms, and in one form that we get to highlight here is how it was although forgotten for a long time in the times of the Malachim, but Yoshiahu brought it back to the forefront. He brings, um, We return to the, um, to the heart of our fathers, where we get to fulfill Pesach and the Taras Moshe once again. If you enjoyed this year and others like it on the podcast and want to partner up with us with the sponsorship of questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you'll find links for every uploaded shear or um, links to shearing from the archives that are relevant to these times, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, stay tuned for what will hopefully be the last half Torah for the first days for Shabbos Chalmoid Pesach. If you are listening to this, on Chol Moed, then a good Moed. If you're listening to this on a random day, then good day. And of course, otherwise, Chag Kashav Thank you for joining us here at the database.